This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Business of football. Welcome. I'm Dan Roberts. And the biggest news in sports for the last two weeks, of course, has been the controversy around the NFL. Uh, President Trump speaking at a rally in Alabama and then following it up with a lot of angry tweets, specifically calling out players who kneel in protest during the national anthem, saying that they should be fired from the team, saying that they're disrespecting our flag. And America is very split on this issue. Many football fans feel the way President Trump does. They feel that the protests are offensive and that players shouldn't be able to do them. On the other hand, many Americans feel that this is the athlete's right to free speech and that they should be able to protest. And so we've seen a a lot of splits along this line and a lot of people arguing about this on social media. And everyone in the sports media and sports business world is watching NFL ratings closely to see if it has any impact. So with all of this going on, the timing is perfect for a big, thick new biography of Muhammad Ali. And it just came out. The book is called Ali, A Life. And I had in the author Jonathan Eig to speak about it. Before we get to that chat, why is it the perfect time for a new book on Ali? Ali was a political protester. Uh, refused to serve in Vietnam after he was drafted and ended up in a big lawsuit against the United States of America. Uh, So he was a Vietnam opponent, Um, had a lot of political controversy in his history after one of his key fights came out and said, I'm a Muslim, Uh, I'm a member of the Nation of Islam, and a lot of sports fans didn't like that. Uh, As Jonathan Eig tells us, for a long time in the 60s, he was the most hated man in America. But when Ali died last year, all of that was largely forgotten. Uh, In a lot of the remembrances, it was all about what a great athlete he was, the greatest boxer, what a beloved figure and iconic American athlete. And all that is true. But it does show you how over the years a reputation can soften around the edges. And a lot of the negatives or what some people saw as negatives can be forgotten. And you might wonder if that will happen in years to come with Colin Kaepernick, who, of course, is the 49ers quarterback, former quarterback, who started all of this, started the kneeling protests. This season, he has not been signed to a team, but a number of other players have taken up his mantle and followed his lead. Uh, And a lot of people have credited Kaepernick with being a civil rights leader. On the other hand, a lot of people have furious vitriol for Kaepernick and hate him. So the timing is right to discuss Ali and his legacy and how it has influenced athletes today and the extent to which they are outspoken politically. So here's my chat with Jonathan Eig. Jonathan is the author of Ali, A Life, a new biography. I consider it to be very comprehensive, a very good read. And I think the timing is perfect because right now everyone is talking about what the NFL players are doing, uh, some of them taking up the mantle of Colin Kaepernick, kneeling during the anthem as a form of protest. Uh, Would you say that Muhammad Ali's influence kind of looms over all this? I think it looms over us and always has. It's, I mean, we're seeing it now and it's more obvious. But for a long time, African-Americans in general and athletes in particular were expected just to go along and perform and not say anything. If you look at you know, how Joe Lewis was treated, you know, it was, a, it was a, an agreement that his managers insisted on. You don't celebrate in the ring. You don't act like you're special. You don't act like you're entitled to 
bragged because you're the heavyweight champion. You certainly don't get photographed or near any white women, right? You had to follow these rules for white America to accept you. And Ali said, screw that. I'm doing what I want. And that changed everything. It changed everything. And yet a lot hasn't changed, uh, frustratingly. You know, even though nowadays we, we like to think that we're more progressive and everything has has been fixed. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, at least in sports, this disparity doesn't exist. But I think that arguably we've seen that it does still exist in the treatment of Kaepernick. Uh, you know, we can argue whether the reason he's not signed to a team still is because he's not good enough or because he's being politically blackballed. But, uh, you know, there's some parts of sports that, that still haven't adapted in a way. I think there's some parts of America that haven't adapted. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's still these racist attitudes that suggest that black people should act a certain way. I think if it were a white quarterback taking a stand and saying that he was opposed to something or even, you know, Tim Tebow saying that he wanted to use his platform to speak out for his religion, people would might might say well it's obnoxious, but they wouldn't quarrel with his right to do it. Um, but with black athletes, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different set of standards. A lot of people nowadays have accused ESPN as well of being too political. They have politicized sports. But the argument a lot of people there make, and I've, I've talked to people there, they say that, look, it's the athletes who are doing this. Uh, the athletes tweet their political opinions, not just the athletes, the coaches. Uh, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, they have you know spoken out against Trump and, and certain President Trump policies. Uh, so in a way... You know, the argument is kind of that sports have always been political. Uh, Ali didn't start it, and, you know, nor was he the end of it. You know, before Ali, Jackie Robinson uh, spurred a lot of these same conversations. Yeah, I don't see the, the why that's an issue. ESPN is a news organization. They're covering this world where protest is happening, just like the Wall Street Journal covers its world. And when there's political issues, they address those political issues. Um, I don't see any difference. For some reason, people just want sports, I feel like, to be immune from politics, but maybe that's no longer possible. Well, you see the same kind of backlash with Hollywood actors, that people get upset when George Clooney um, speaks out or, or when, when Bruce Springsteen endorses Hillary Clinton, right? Um, people who like the music or who like the movies, they want, or like the slam dunks, they want to be able to enjoy these things in this pure way and pretend that these people don't have opinions of their own. And they want it in a vacuum, yeah. That's not fair to the athletes or the actors. They're entitled to be political, regardless of which side of the political spectrum they're on. Let's talk about Ali's uh, image and reputation, uh, you know, posthumously. The, the average sports fan in America of a certain age probably only knows Ali as this fantastic boxer. Do, do you think that's fair to say? A lot of people have either intentionally or just they never heard about it, uh, washed over his political protest, uh, the Vietnam time in his life. All of that has largely been forgotten, you could argue. Yeah, I think people forget how just despised he was, that, that he was really controversial. And because he became this beloved figure later when he got older and he slowed down, especially when he became sick, we all wanted to just put our arms around him and, and hug him. We forget just how angry he, he was and how angry he made Americans who thought that um, he was out of line. But that's an important part of his legacy. You know, we should we should remember Ali the warrior um, as well as Ali the, the, the teddy bear. Are there other athletes either of his time or nowadays when you look around? Uh, I did mention Colin Kaepernick. But are there other big figures in sports that you think remind you in some way of Ali in terms of how outspoken, in terms of the way they use their fame? I can't really think of anyone who compares to Ali because he was just – he really was not just – 
an early advocate of this approach, but he was just unique. I mean, he had this ability to say these outrageous things, to do these outrageous things, to join a group like the Nation of Islam, which was uh, considered a terrorist organization by the FBI at the time, and yet to go on at Johnny Carson and pal around or hang out with Jerry Lewis and yuck it up. He, you know, he, he could say these things that really provoked us, but he also wanted to be loved and, and, and wanted, the, wanted everybody, white and black, to, to think of him as a, as a warm, you know, happy guy, which he was. He was conflicted and complicated, like everyone is. Like everyone is. <laughs> uh, I'd want to wrap up by asking you, and I think there's so much in the book. I mean, I've read other books about Ali, but I've already learned so much new from your book. Uh, I would ask you what you learned as part of the research that surprised you. What did you learn from doing the book that was unexpected? There were a lot of things. I mean, first of all, Ali was was terrible to the women in his life. I was disappointed to learn some of the details of that. Um, on the upside, I was surprised at how humble he was in a strange way. This guy who called himself the greatest and who bragged that he was the most famous man on uh, in the history of the of the planet – he never really got big-headed. Like, he still loved people and would, would spend all day with just a stranger he met on the street. Um, it was it, It's crazy, and it's remarkable that I think in some ways he remained humble. Yeah, at one point you have an anecdote where someone asks him, how much of your bluster and all the cocky things you say do you actually believe? And I would have fully expected him to say, 100%. It's not just talk, but he says 75%. He says it <laughs> quick, too. Yeah, he had a number in mind. That That kind of blew me away. Cool. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Okay, that was Jonathan Eig, author of a new biography on Muhammad Ali. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Find it on any platform that has podcasts, Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.